Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's really easy to use, you guys. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. We have a whole squad that can really hoop and get the job done. We got our way to win. It's simple, simple, simple for us. The first team ever in the 74-year history of the NBA to come back from being down 3-1 twice in the same playoffs. Nuggets down one into Murray. Here we go. Ten seconds. Murray to Jokic. Jokic. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Chicken Nuggets podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Garcia, and actually I'm joined today by Riley, who's been joining us all season. She'll be continuing to join us this season. What's up, Riley? How's it going? It's going pretty good. (laughs) We're trying to slowly convert her into a Nuggets fan, but I don't know if the first two games really helped us (laughs) yet, but we're getting there. And today we actually get to be joined by um a very special guest storyteller is probably the first way i'd describe you and then um actually current director of media and content host for book it sports olivia moody what's up Liv? how are you yeah thanks so much for having me i'm excited to talk about the nuggets and and talk about some basketball yeah and i mean more importantly i would just love for you to like introduce yourself to our audience you know i could give a little bio about you but who knows you better than yourself go ahead and you know, spice it up if you'd like. Absolutely. Yeah. So I am a recent graduate from TCU down in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, I was born and raised in Colorado. Uh, fun, little fun fact, kind of relating to the Nuggets. I was on a YMCA basketball team, the only female. And one of our very last games of the season, we got to actually um, play on the Nuggets court. So I've been a Nuggets girl my whole life. I didn't know though, if I was going to ever be a fan or maybe a dancer. I've danced my whole life. So I danced at TCU for four years. Um, kind of interesting. I started my career wanting to be in the news world, um, talking about, uh, you know, news and being an investigative reporter. I quickly realized I'm way too, de- too depressed to talk about depressing things all day long. I couldn't do it. So um, I was, again, I danced for four years. So I was pretty much around sports every single second. And then TCU asked me to be the sports host my senior year, which was awesome. I always wanted to be in sports, but I think you both can attest to this, that being a woman in this industry is very intimidating. And, um, it takes a lot of guts to even go there because you know, it's such a competitive industry and then put a, put being a woman on top of that. And it makes it 10 times harder. So I doubted myself for sure. Um, then I was a sports host my senior year and I got a lot of great feedback and I learned a lot and I had a blast and I knew that, Hey, this is my passion. Um, I don't care how hard it is to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. So uh, then I graduated during a pandemic. Who would have thought? <laughs> Just if my life wasn't complicated enough, I graduate in the middle of a pandemic and sports didn't exist when I graduated. So obviously I was feeling extremely, um, you know, down in the dumps. I didn't have much motivation. I didn't think I was going to get the career that I wanted. And then CEO of Book at Sports, Trent Atia, who also went to TCU, approached me with this amazing opportunity to jump into sports betting. And I had never been a sports better in my life. So you can imagine I was feeling very, uh, (laughs) I don't know about this trend. I mean, I'm glad that you have a lot of faith in me, but I've never done it. My brother's been a better for forever. And to me, it was the most annoying thing because the way he would respond when he, when he won, I was like, dude, shut up. It's not that serious. Like (laughs) shut up. Um, but then I, you know, Trent was like, I believe in you and that's all it takes. Like you are going to be great. And so I jumped into this, uh, June, this is, I haven't been doing this very long. June is when I started this. And so it's been just a constant 
learn um, and you don't really learn unless you lose. So lots of losing has been going on and I'm totally okay with admitting that. Uh, I'm a big loser, but that's how I learn and that's how I get better. So jumped into this industry head first and just kind of, you know, kind of what I'm trying to bring to this industry is personality. I think so often when you when you're a woman in the sports world and you sit in front of a camera, everything is so perfect and posed. And that's just not Olivia. That's not who I am. It's not who I'll ever be. Um, so I'm trying to bring that conversational media back and just kind of feel like everybody's friend. So do I mess up on air? Of course. Like, do I lose bets? Of course. I'm not perfect. I'm not a handicapper. Um, I'm along for the ride like everybody else. So I'm just trying to be that personality in this industry that can kind of you know, just bring a sense of warmth and fun into the, into the, you know, broadcast industry as well as the sports betting industry. So I had no idea how big sports betting was and is becoming. So I'm kind of excited that I joined it when I did. Um, there was some good to come out of 2020 after all, but yeah, that's a little bit about me in a nutshell. Um, like I said, still learning every day. I have really big goals, you know, hopefully sideline reporting someday, hosting someday. I'm not sure where my life will take me, but for now it's, talking sports and betting on sports and putting my face in front of a camera and hopefully making people smile. So that's kind of a little bit about me in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I mean, you sound like you'd fit perfectly in with the chicken nuggets podcast because I love it. we definitely are trying to bring something a little bit different to nuggets coverage. We try to be a little bit more creative and, and we're not always just talking basketball. Mm -hmm. We actually talk about some of the other stuff that's around basketball, around the game. And of course, betting being one of those big topics. So absolutely. Well, and that's important. I mean, you don't want to be like everybody else. Cause I've always told myself there's a million, there's a million people just like you, Olivia, that can look at a script and read it and look good in front of a camera, right? Like there's this thing called makeup and a straightener and a script. We all know how to use it. Right. So I'm like, okay, how can I be different? And I think being comfortable and cool and casual is something that a lot of reporters aren't anymore. It feels so stiff sometimes. And so I really have to tell myself, like if I, if I film something and I'm like, oh, that just didn't sound like educated enough, all the more reason to post it. Cause guess what? The people that are betting on sports don't know everything. That's why they're looking for content to figure out what to bet on. So, you know, I've just kind of learned to let go and just be okay with being wrong, <laughs> which is hard for me, but I've been better about it. Yeah. Well, would you tell us like when you're handicapping and I know you said you're not a handicapper, but handicapping is pretty much just meaning studying, right? Preparing yeah. for a game. When you're studying for MBA in particular, what are some of the like stats that you like to look at or prefer to look at over others. I think there's a, a lot of misinformation out there, right? And so a big yeah. part of sports betting is kind of getting your information right. For sure. And I definitely think one thing I have learned um, that's probably been the biggest learning lesson for me overall is sometimes numbers can make it worse. I'm the type of person where I try to be so perfect with it. And I'm looking at all these different stats and like overanalyzing almost. And there is a such thing as overanalyzing in sports betting because I'll have a gut feeling. And then I look at numbers and I second guess myself and turns out my gut feeling was right. You know, you, when you have been watching sports and you know, your team and you know, your players, and it's like, it's like being a normal sports fan without the sports betting you watch and you're like, Oh, I've got a good feeling about this one. Um, same thing applies in sports betting. Something that I have found that has worked really well for me lately is really not even looking as much at the teams and mostly looking at the line movement, shopping the lines, um, kind of seeing where you can get your best value. You know, I'll look at some of the sharper books compared to the books where I actually place my bets. And if the books have a number higher, well, then I'm taking the under in the book that I normally, you know, that I normally bet in or the over or vice versa. So shopping the lines has been huge for me just because the book it's it's so creepy how accurate the books can be it's really really creepy like I, there are times where I'm like I think there was one time where I had a prop bet and it wasn't even in basketball it was in football but you know I think it was like over something passing yards for Ben Roethlisberger and it was maybe 269 in one spot and 266 in the other so I took the over on 266 and it ended up being like 268 like how creepy that we came up with those numbers and they were like so spot on but Shopping the line for me has been what works best for me, but I also think everyone kind of does it differently. Like something that works for some of my team members doesn't work for me. They look at numbers and I'm like, that doesn't seem important to me, but it works for them. So it works for them. But for me, I think shopping the lines again. And then the other thing, and I know it sounds so cliche, but just trusting your gut, you know, you go into a game going, 
oh, you know, based on their last performance, I think they're going to be tired. I just don't think they're going to win. Go with it. Like, don't, you know, don't even like look at the stats and try to like overanalyze and second guess yourself. Just go with it. So that's kind of what I've learned um, is just trusting your gut, uh, shopping the lines. And then with sports betting as well, my other rule of thumb, my third rule is keeping my wagers small and consistent. Cause I start feeling hot and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I'm on the roll. I'm a handicapper. Like sign me up here. I am. And then I lose. And that's when I start getting, you know, a big bulky chest thinking I'm, you know, hot shit. And then I place 25 and I lose 25. Like I've told myself, keep your wagers the exact same. Even if it's a six leg parlay, it stays the same. It's always $10 for me. So mm-hmm. I've been good about that. That way, if you lose, you're not super sad about it. Um, but keeping it consistent is huge. So those are kind of my three rules. Yeah. Well, those are pretty good go-to rules, especially when betting the NBA. Um, I think the NBA has such big swings and like you can kind of ride the swings with which team gets hot for a second and the first, and then you can get them at a better line. Uh, the, you know, under the team that drops in that first quarter, get them at a better line, especially with the nuggets. That's been a big thing. Like they're the comeback yeah. in the team. So it's yeah. been fun to shop the line for them and then get them as underdogs. And turns out they, they're pretty good at coming back. <laughs> oh God. What a fun season last year. I mean, I can't even, I've always been a nuggets fan. Um, but you know, when you're kind of a fan and you're like, I'm a fan, but like we're losing. So I'm not like a loud fan. I was a loud fan last year. I didn't care. I actually remember I had to work out. I had just finished work and I was like, God, I need to get a workout in. But the Nuggets game was on. I'm like, what? And it was the last game against the Clippers. So I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be so close and I'm going to be so fired up. Like it's going to be a good leg day. Like it's time to go to the gym. So I'm watching this game at the gym. Once they just started totally whooping the Clippers into next Tuesday, I was like, well, my workout's over. Like, I don't even need it anymore. (laughs) My heart rate was up. It was down. I was done. Like, so I literally took a trip to the gym. I was there for all of four minutes, maybe saw that we were winning by the time I drove over there and I left. So, I mean, I, yeah, I was, but I almost think I was going just to like, hope that it was a nail biter and I could be like loud and obnoxious in the gym. It ended up not even being that great of a game to watch because we won by so much, but yeah, they, I was very proud to be a Nuggets girl last year, for sure. Very proud. Well, do you have any, um, like, do you try not to bet on the Nuggets because you're a fan? Yeah. I, so that was one of the big rules that I was told when I first joined this industry is don't bet on your team. I'm like, geez, why? Like, and I get it because in the beginning I had that battle of betting with my head versus my heart and like wanting the nuggets to win, but knowing they wouldn't, that's really difficult. Cause you're wanting to root for them. Cause they're your team. But then you're like, wait, I put money on this game and I don't have them covering the spread. So now I'm almost rooting against them. It just messes with you. It's not good. It's not healthy. It's not like a fun thing to do. So I've tried to avoid it. Um, in situations where I really feel comfortable about, you know, what, who they're playing and them covering the spread, whatever, then I'll go for it. But like, if they're playing the Lakers or I stay away, cause I don't want them to win. Um, and, or I don't want them to lose. I don't want the Lakers to win. And, but if I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, it's AD and LeBron, you know, it, I don't even want to go there. I don't want to get into it. So there are games that I avoid for sure. Um, I definitely use that rule a lot with the Broncos because they absolutely pissed me off this year so much. So I just totally use that rule. I was like the biggest advocate during NFL. Don't bet on your own team. I think it was mostly because my team was the Broncos, not because I actually believe in that rule, but because my team was so garbage that I was like, I'm done. Screw them. So, um, but in terms of the nuggets, it's kind of just depends on the matchup, but I try to follow the rule, but I think I just love them too much that sometimes I just go for it. Yeah. Well, um, tell everybody that your handle so they can follow you because I was noticing you give out like daily betting advice. Like I saw the one on the nets and I got in Memphis. I got in too late and I didn't get Memphis on a good line. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still took them and made like a few dollars back. Right. But it's still, it could have been. Yeah. So Twitter is kind of my big one. It's at live moods. That's pretty, that's kind of my username for both Twitter and Instagram and book it actually. So it's pretty generic across the board. If you call me live moods on the street, I'll respond. That's just kind of who I am. Uh, but yeah, live moods and on Twitter, I've kind of used my Twitter as more of a, Hey, here's what I learned. Now I want to share it with you because I'm not perfect. I don't go on there saying, Hey, you know, take this pick and you'll be filthy rich tomorrow. Cause I don't even believe that myself half the time. I'm like, Hey, here's what I feel good about, but that does not mean it's going to hit. So I mostly go on Twitter and just say, 
you know, here's how the line has been moving. Here's who's injured today. These are the things that you need to look out for all the things I'm pretty much thinking out loud. And that's how I do my reporting. I don't sit and script myself for an hour. I don't get all, yes, I put makeup on. Of course. I, I, most of the time I'm trying to get a good Instagram picture. Of course I put makeup on like, (laughs) hello, but you know, for the most part, I don't sit and script and research. I just kind of think out loud. I put my camera on and I say, okay, here's what I'm noticing. Like for the game yesterday, um, Kyrie was out like KD was out. I was just kind of speaking to people saying, okay, here's what I'm noticing. We've got Memphis. They're still the dog, but we, I mean, the nets have lost their two best players. So, and then before I knew it, I posted the video and not even 20, 30 minutes later, they, the Grizzlies had become the favorite, but I grabbed it at plus four. So it was just me kind of, and I do, it's so funny that you bring up yesterday because I need to be better about the whole time sensitivity thing with picking your bets. Um, cause I posted that video, not in enough time for people to actually take advantage of it. Like I re- and that's something my boss said to me. He's like, I wish you would have posted that video at 8am. Cause you would have saved a whole lot of people, a whole lot of money, but I posted it, you know, 20 minutes before the line moved by the time it, people had seen it, it was too late. So time sensitivity is huge for me <laughs> and I need to be better about that. But yeah, I, on Twitter's kind of where I do a lot of that. I just post what I'm learning and what I'm looking at and kind of how I feel about a matchup. And most of my simps, I think just like it because they, I don't know, they're, they're creepy and they like me, I guess they have a crush. I'm not <laughs> sure. I don't know if they actually care about my picks or if they're just like, Ooh, la la. Hello, Olivia. Um, I'm like, you actually care about what I'm saying? Cause what I'm saying is actually smart. Or are you just staring at my V my v-neck you know what I mean like it's (laughs) it is what it is but um yeah so Memphis that was a good take yesterday I was pretty happy with that one um but yeah Twitter is kind of where I just think out loud and put it in a video form so hopefully it helps people I hope it does yeah well I found it very informative so if you guys are listening and you want to check out everything that Liv does for our for book it sports you can check her out at Liv Moods um, she's going to stick around for the whole episode today and participate in our one of our favorite, actually reoccurring episodes. We've, this is the third annual year, you guys. So it's actually kind of special to my heart. You know, uh, the first year when I did New Year's resolutions for players, everyone was like, that's so weird. And I was like, just listen to the episode. You'll get it. It's funny. And it actually does talk about sports and actually does talk about basketball. So We're going to do our New Year's resolution episode today. We split up the team into three parts and we're going to give out a resolution for each player today. Um, I can go ahead and start off with Nikola Jokic because he's just been phenomenal, you guys. Like I just, there's nothing I can say about him that would even be enough. You just have to watch him. He does everything. He's carried this team on his back. He should have had um his three triple doubles and instead he was one rebound shy of that in the second game but he's been phenomenal throughout this season which is typically not how he starts seasons he typically starts slow everybody knows he's a slow starter and I think it's it's like him and Jamal have switched bodies like Jamal usually is like right ready to go with the season because he actually rests during the offseason Nicola like was feeling I think he felt pretty good about coming straight in off the bubble he's in better shape he's motivated um my new year's resolution for him is self-care like just take care of yourself Nicola whatever you're doing right now keep doing it take bubble baths and get massages like keep taking care of yourself so that your body can continue to perform the way it's been performing because it's been phenomenal he's been great um I think Liv you have Will Barton right I do what do you think about? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I love this guy. I, I, you know, there's a part of me that kind of feels a little sad for him. I think he was going into the season saying, "I am not the sixth man," and well, uh, it is what it is. It is what it is, right? I mean, I think ultimately for him, the biggest thing is he's the leader of this team, w- whether his numbers show it or not. He's the vet stat. He's the vet of the team. He's got the most veteran status. There's so much um, that that comes with. It's kind of a thankless job, but he really is. He is, he's the veteran of the nuggets right now. And even though, you know, there's other players on the team that are dominating the scoreboard a little bit more than he is, he is that leader. Um, and so he kind of needs to adopt that role, that parent role. So my little funny new year's resolution for him is just to go to those parenting classes, figure out how he's going to take care of his children. And, you know, and I think that's hard too, when 
it kind of reminds me of the dynamic of my sisters. My older sister um, is about four years older than the younger one, but the younger one's a lot more advanced at a lot of things. That's hard. When you're older, you're naturally, you feel like you should be better, right? I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. And so to be the one on the team that's, you know, clocked in the most hours and, and has had the jersey on his back, you know, one of the longest, and then to not start. I mean, that's a bruise to your ego. That's hard. So um, I would say just grace and leadership is my new year's resolution for him. Not to say that he isn't doing that now, but I know that it, that's a bruise to his ego and that's hard. Um, and I can't imagine how he feels about it. Uh, so I would say just keeping that, that chemistry is so important. And I think the nuggets had so much of it last year. Um, so I don't want him to be butthurt about something and then kind of drag everybody else into that. So my encouragement to him is just have grace, um, and just keep being the leader. Cause he, he does have a thankless job. Um, so will, thank you. You heard it here. I don't know if my thank you means anything to you at all, <laughs> but I do think what's what he's going through right now is probably tough. Um, so yeah, just grace and leadership for me, for him. Yeah, that's a great resolution for Will. And I was telling Riley the other day, like the Mavs are having a really hot start. Riley thinks the Mavs are the greatest team this year. Oh, <laughs> I lived in Fort Worth and everybody was on. It's, just, it's not them. They are awesome. But it's the fans, the Dallas fans. They make me cringe. I can't. Oh, but the Mavs are, are having a really hot, hot start, but I would say it's like they were the Nuggets of last year. They had that, they came back almost the full, brought back their full team. And the Nuggets this year are actually having some growing pains and it's showing Will Barton being one of those. Um, and I, I actually agree. Like, I think if he were to absorb and take on that parent role, like it's not about you as the show anymore. It's more about show, right. you know, when people like get annoyed when you care more about their kid than you care about them once they have a kid. Mm -hmm. That's what it's kind of like. And he's- And it's so much easier said than done. Like, I'm sure he's like, he sits on that bench and he's like, that should be me out there. Like I've been doing this for so long. Um, but I think he just needs to look at it as a whole picture, as a whole season, as the whole thing. And, and I'm sure, I'm sure it's tough, but yeah, he's, he's a great player and they need his leadership. So hopefully he can pull through with that. For sure. Riley, you had MPJ. Mm. Another he's cute, by the way. I have a crush. Oh, you no, do? No. That's not part of the New Year's resolution, but I think he's cute. Sorry, I just had to throw that in there. We actually <laughs> we are on the opposite end of that. We don't think he's cute. Really? Okay, perfect. Well, then I don't have to yeah, fight over sure. That's all okay. We all have different dance. types. Yeah. That's totally yeah. cool with me. You got different um, yeah, MPJ. Okay. I try to keep it short with him, but basically my new year's resolution for him is learn where to be at the right times. Um, I think he needs to learn how to guard a pick on defense. I think he needs to learn how to rotate off the ball on defense. And I think he needs to stop pissing Joker off on <laughs> offense because he's obviously not where he's supposed to be. And Joker's always like, yeah, we see the hands of Joker <laughs> and a Joker thing. it's at MPJ. So I think really just for MPJ, he is starting to look more comfortable out there and we know he can get buckets, but everything else needs to develop more specifically on the defensive end, just learning where to be, learning his footwork, rotations, things like that. So that's my new year's resolution for him. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, MPJ struggled on, um, even in the offensive side of the ball, he usually, he, I think most people would say he looks like he knows what he's doing when the ball's in his hand, mm -hmm. but on the offensive side of the ball, when the ball isn't in his hand, what are you doing off ball? Are you cutting? Mm -hmm. Are you moving? Are you moving into the right place? Or are you drawing a defender into the paint? That's going to stop the momentum of the play. So I, I would agree. He, I mean, what could we call that? Know where you're supposed to be at the right time. Mm -hmm. I think he just needs a little maturity. I mean, he, He's coming off of his rookie season. I remember watching him last season and I just said, he just needs a couple years. Like when he gets a couple years, he's going to figure it out and he's going to be incredible. He just, he kind of has that, uh, so he, he plays ball selfishly sometimes hundred percent. I'm not, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. So I think he just kind of needs to get that maturity of that, that team mentality more than anything else that like, Hey dude, you still have a job, even though you're not holding the ball. Like that's kind of how this works type of thing. So for me, if I had to pick a word, I would just say he just, he just needs to mature. And I'm not saying he's an immature, like 
jerk, but he just kind of needs that maturity in his, in his like body. almost his journey needs to mature. Right. Yeah. Like we all do yeah. that where we like are in one thing for a little bit and we're like, Nope, that ain't it. And that's kind of where he, he's like, just maturing through his journey. He with time, will figure those things out and figure out how he works best off ball and everything like that. For but, sure. I think he's trying to be a superstar on a team that's full of superstars. He's yeah. trying to be the Luca of the Nuggets, and that doesn't happen on the Nuggets because you've got like five of those. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he's he's trying to be the Tom Brady of Denver, and it's like, dude, like we've got like this team isn't this isn't a team where we've got one hot shot and the rest are just kind of the you know prancing around. This is a team of all hot shots. So I think he's trying to get noticed, and it's like, okay, just you know, let's, let's stay where we are. This, the nuggets, that's what I love about them. They're a team. Like it's not, you don't have one guy that's always just lighting it up. Like, yes, Joker, Jamal Murray They're Yes. I mean, those, if I had <laughs> stars, they would be it, but I think he's trying really hard to adopt that like superstar role and it's just not available. <laughs> yeah. There's no such thing with this program. So that's kind of my opinion on that. Yeah. And if you've like looked closely at the Nuggets um, and their rotations and things like that, Murray went off the other night when MPJ wasn't on the floor. And so I think uh, as a whole team, they're still trying to figure out like, what is your role MPJ? Like how much do you need the ball in your hand? And when, when you don't have the ball in your hand, are you helping the rest of us? So I would agree that it's definitely been a, a tough transition for them and more growing pains. You're going from Barton to MPJ. <laughs> um, the next guy that's up for me was Jamal Murray. Oh, love him. <laughs> yes, Jamal Murray uh, has had a different start to the season than Jokic, or he's had Jokic's start to the season, right? He's come out a little bit slower, maybe hasn't been hitting as many shots as everybody thought that he should, or, you know, after, especially after his big bubble runs and the 250-point games against Donovan Mitchell and then Donovan Mitchell has had a great start. So all of those things combined have just really put pressure on Jamal. Um, my, my new year's resolution for him was actually to take time every day to meditate. This is actually something Jamal would totally be into because he's really into like, um, martial arts and, and that's that kind of study. And so if he could just meditate like for 10 or 15 minutes before each game and truly like visualize the ball going through the hoop. I've only personally started meditating like on a daily basis recently, like in the last couple months, because it's just like, I just needed to feel myself like doing other different things. Um, originally it was just for, to do different things with my day because we've been in this pandemic for so long. I've been exhausted and I needed something else to do. So I started meditating every day, but really what meditation does is it grounds you. And it actually, if you visualize it, I mean, we're all women in a, in a very tough industry. We should all be visualizing our success in this field because it's definitely real. And I think if he could just visualize the ball going in and then get up a few shots in that first quarter, he'd be Gucci for the rest of the game. But he's just struggled a few times to get the ball to drop. And once he sees it drop, he lights up. But that's always been his thing is he can get quickly, un, like not unmotivated, but um, discouraged, I would say, when he doesn't see he the ball. His season right now is reminding me of the sugar crash when you're a little kid. You like have all that sugar and you're like, ah, like all over the place. And then you hit the wall. And I knew this was going to happen. And I, and I said at the beginning of this year, especially in terms of betting, I said, we need to watch out for those teams that we didn't get to watch in the bubble because they are rested. Mm -hmm. And the teams that are in the bubble, I don't care how athletic you are. That was exhausting, not only physically exhausting, but mentally and emotionally exhausting. And then to have you know, a month turnaround to do it all over again. I mean, I knew that these teams that we got to watch so late in the bubble, um, in the bubble games, I knew that they were going to be tired. So I, you know, I just see him and I, he does seem tired. Maybe he needs to, the meditation thing might work. I also have a hot tub in my backyard if he needs it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's got 50 of them. So I'm sure he doesn't need mine, but yes, meditation for sure. Cause I, I can see that he's, he's tired. Joker but that I don't understand why he's not tired. And my thing is you see this guy walking down the street. He looks like the most unathletic, like just normal guy. If I saw a person like Joker walking through the mall, I would just think 
that's a dad buying his kids some gap sandals. That's what I would think. And this man is so freakishly athletic. It does not make sense to me. It blows my mind, but yeah, the exhaustion part, I knew it was going to happen. I just did. I mean, I couldn't do it. I'm exhausted, like doing nothing <laughs> during this pandemic. Yeah. So yeah, he seems tired to me. Yeah. And I think a lot of, um, media attention was on Jamal too during the bubble and after the bubble he made a lot of moves in this offseason moving from Adidas into Reebok um, and doing like a lot of things for um, Black Lives Matter and things like that where like he was not just on the court in front of a lot of eyes often but he was also in front of a a lot of cameras and doing a lot of things like that and so I know um, like the offseason came way or the the season came too fast for him the offseason went too to buy too quick. He's the kind of guy that needs real genuine rest in the off season. Cause he works so hard during the season. So I do think that would help him out a little bit. Um, next up on the list would be, uh, let's go to live with Paul Millsap. What do you think? Yeah. Daddy. This is kind of an interesting one for me. Um, and that kind of made it all that much more easy for me to figure out what to say. Cause I kind of had to think, I'm like, Hmm, like what? And that like, it was exactly my answer right there. I think he just needs to claim his, his identity. And I know that sounds super weird, but like, kind of like the MPJ thing a little bit, like, what is your, what, what's your secret weapon? Let me put it that way. Like he needs to figure out in this new year, what his superpower is. Um, it's really good for teams to kind of have people that can kind of go everywhere and do everything and dabble a little bit here and there. Um, but I think nuggets are just full of secret weapons and I would love for him to figure out what his is and really like take that on and make that make a statement every game um yeah that's kind of all I had I I I feel bad I was kind of just like "Eh," with that one but I I think a lot of guys on this team are going through like a new a transformation of role right like Millsap is in the same place as Will Barton maybe he's not the youngest guy on the team anymore. Maybe he's not even the most talented guy at that position anymore, but he is still the most veteran. And what does that mean for this team? How can we help them the best that he can? And are we being selfless? Are we putting team before individual stats and everything like that? Right. Because it doesn't have to be numbers on the board. Like it doesn't, that doesn't have to be your secret weapon. It could just, whatever it is though, he needs to claim it and just be like totally okay with it and write it out. And I think again, yeah, with him and and Will, they're in a really tough position right now of that veteran status, but maybe not getting the limelight. Um, But yeah, just kind of claiming what he's good at and figuring out what that is this year. And I don't want to call this a growing year because growing years mean you don't win and I don't want to not win. (laughs) So this is not a growing year, but I think personally it is. For not as a, maybe not as a program as a whole, they're not growing, but individually, I do think there's a lot of growth to be had with the Nuggets coming off of such a hot season that they had. I think they need to go into 2021 kind of figuring out, okay, that was a lot. And we really haven't had a chance to stop and like breathe and think about what went down in the bubble. Um, yeah. So going into the new year, let's sit down and think about it, especially these people that are at a more veteran status. Let's soak it all in and then figure it out like, what, what are we claiming to be ours this year? So, yeah. Yeah. And who are we as a whole team, right? Like let's claim a team. Like, what are we, what do we stand for? Um, a guy who I think actually is a pretty, I mean, Barton and, and Millsap pretty big voices in the locker room, but Monte Morris also a big voice in the locker room. Uh, what do you think his new year's resolution should be, right? Um, Monte Morris new year's resolution should be well, I had a couple put into one <laughs> sentence, so I guess it's a run-on sentence. But um, one, to play a little bit harder on defense because I noticed that the effort isn't really there. Okay. And that's kind of what I've noticed with him. And also to be that leader that the team knows him to be, I feel like there's been a lot of communication issues on the court. And um, a lot of people look as look at Monte as the voice of the locker room. So I think he needs to kind of step up and be like, you know, we got to communicate. There's so many easy buckets happening in the game. And that just starts with communication, working as a team. So I think Monte Morris just needs to be Monte Morris. So find his voice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Step up. I want to bring gender into this, but men suck at communicating. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I mean, everyone sucks at communicating a little bit, but I mean, that is a really hard thing for most guys to do is communicate. They don't know how they don't like to do it. So 
it doesn't really strike me as a surprise that we're struggling on the court as well. <laughs> yeah. I've always wondered, you know, like if a sports team is the place a man feels like he communicates the best, you know, I'm sure it yeah. has to be. We were talking about when we played basketball, how like both of us felt like, wow, like with the trash talk and like who we were on the court was like a hundred percent ourself. Cause you can't like be thinking about what is this person thinking of me or that person thinking of me. You're just like going hard. I'm sure you felt that way while dancing, right? Like, yeah, well, dancing, the the drama, the chirping, (laughs) it gets vicious. I mean, it's, that's, I feel like that's a whole nother thing, but it's, but yeah, I know it's true. I mean, you kind of are like a whole different, you embody a completely different, like being when you're doing what you love, when you're doing what you're passionate about. So, I mean, I'd be shocked if they didn't feel that way. Yeah, especially especially after the season they just had, I'm sure they feel like they were the best versions of themselves and whatever. But yeah, that is interesting. I'd be interested. To, well, maybe I'll just send one of them a quick message, quick text. <laughs> what up, Monty? Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Tell us, do you feel this way? Yeah, I mean, I did see him like giving MPJ some advice about his defense the other day. Um, I love I, that. Yeah, that camaraderie is my favorite. Yeah, so I th- I definitely think he's coming into his voice, yeah. but he definitely needs to step up. Um, especially cause I think like if there's a trade mid season or something or at the deadline, he could be taking on a bigger role in, on this team. And so he'll need to, oh no, Jamal Murray just updated out for tonight's game. <gasps> Woo! Good thing I didn't place my bet yet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know, me either. That seriously does change things though. For oh. real. Do we take the Kings? <laughs> oh, I will be, this will be, this is a really good moment. Um, okay. So yeah, on my app, it now says like NA for the line, which means it's probably actively moving as we speak. Ooh. Um, Ooh, whoo, yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, I mean, when I, yeah. Cause when I was going to talk about that match, if I was going to say that it's really hard to beat the same team twice, um, and the Kings won to the nuggets a couple weeks ago, uh oh now I'm not so sure did it say why um it said elbow contusion elbow contusion okay this he needs to stop getting paper cuts everywhere what's happening around here (laughs) what's going on he got one on his head just the other day he's not the type of player to like sit out a game even not at all so so that surprises me for sure um but I mean, especially if you were thinking about, I think Liv, you were thinking about taking the over the nuggets and the over or to yeah. cover red, right? Mm-hmm. I was going to have them covering it minus two and a half. So now I'm maybe, yeah, I don't know. Now I maybe like the Kings and I don't like saying that, especially on this podcast. I feel like <laughs> I'm going to get like in trouble or thrown in jail, but I don't know. I mean, he's so crucial and he's Again, he hasn't been playing a super huge role like he normally does. Um, so they may be okay. Um, this would be kind of, okay, if I'm going to give like a betting piece of advice, this would be a really great time to look at player props and figure out which player is going to um, replace Jamal on the court and then have them and, and then do a player prop with them because this is usually where we see players rise to the occasion because they're getting that playing time and they're excited about it. Um, So this is probably where I would start looking at player props and going, okay, now that Jamal Murray's out, who's going to step in? Let me start throwing some, some money on them. So you don't know what what side of the line you're on. That might be a good bet to make. Yeah. And my actual, my first thought was, okay, so now MPJ is going to get the ball a lot more on offense. A lot more of offensive sets are going to be in fit in his favor. I actually didn't bet on the game straight up because I was thinking about live betting to try to catch the Nuggets at a better line. But um, I did take Nicola to have over eight and a half assists in this game since he has like 10, 14, and 18 in his three games this this regular season. So I did take him on the over there. And hopefully with Jamal out, he'll still be slinging assists just to different people. But Nicolo step up, MPJ might step up. So maybe check out some of their player props. I was going to say, I would definitely check out. You made a great point. MPJ player props would probably be the move tonight for me, 100%. Because that's that's probably going to be their next go-to on offense now that Jamal Murray's not playing. So I'm going to probably check out the player props there and see what see if anything stands out to me. I'll, that's, that's probably what I'll be doing. I'll be shopping the player props for MPJ. 
Riley got a, <laughs> a boost bet and she took the Nuggets to cover at one and a half. One and a half. For 50, I put $50 down. Against so the spread. I, and I'd win 185 because it was a 200% boost. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, okay. So I know that sometimes when they do like things like that, they'll. They trick me. Yeah. They got me. Mm-hmm. Victim right here. Oh. That is not fun. <laughs> it's never fun to be someone else's learning lesson never ever ever oh my god that but is you super still got them at one and a half so if the nuggets win by a bucket you're good and i think they could still win this game they could still win this game you still no, have to you. no seriously i'm not da- i really am not doubting all that much that they're not gonna win um it's just gonna be a matter of by how much um it's I, what I wouldn't mess with right now is the over under totals. I wouldn't even touch those, not with a 12 foot pole, just <laughs> because when you take away someone like that on offense, I don't, I, you just don't know. Cause I, you can't say taking away Jamal Murray is going to mean that the under hits. Well, what if MPJ steps up to the plate? So it's just over under not touching it spread. You actually might be in luck with that one and a half, to be honest with you. Cause the two and a half might, might screw people if yeah, they've already yeah. taken it. So I haven't taken mine yet, so maybe I'm still in luck and I'll just go play your prop route. Who knows? That's yeah. not hearing Jamal Murray being out's never great news, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, there's a little uh, more sports betting for everybody on the pod. You can guarantee that you're going to get more of that throughout this season on the Chicken Nuggets podcast. Um, but we do got to wrap up because the game's going to start in 20 minutes and we're trying to record this one actually before the game for you guys, because we've been up like way too late the other weeks when we recorded after the game. Um, so next up on the list was Garris. That's Gary Harris. Um, uh, when I came up with this, um, resolution for him, it sounds really bad. Okay. So don't take it the way that it sounds, but I want him to keep cutting. Not himself, just through the paint, please. Cut through the paint, Gary. Cut through the paint. He is a great cutter. He's actually one of the best like off-ball cutters on the floor, which is part of why he's on the floor. He's a really good spacer um, in that starting lineup. But one thing that we were noticing last game is that when he cuts through the paint, when Nicola's at the top of the key, he can Nicola can get it to him cutting through the paint. And Gary's pretty fast off of his cut, he gets to the basket almost like two steps. So um, if they could run that a little bit more for him, I think Gary is getting you 10 points every night. And I, that's way better than he was getting you last year on a, every given night. So I really hope that he keeps cutting. That's what I want Gary to keep doing. Keep cutting, Gary, keep, keep doing it. I saw it happen last game. Do it more than it happened last game and keep doing it uh, every single day if you can. So every single game, at least. <laughs> Um, next up, we're going to go to PJ. You had PJ Dozier, Riley. What do you think about PJ? PJ, my South Carolina guy represent, I got a new year's resolution for him and it's to convince coach Malone to add PJ to the starting lineup because there needs to be a change to help the defense. And I also think another new year's resolution for him should be also willing to take more shots because all we heard from the preseason training camp is that he was shooting the ball a lot better, but he hasn't really displayed it. So I'd like to see him shoot those shots more, but ultimately I think PJ would do much better in the starting lineup than Gary Harris adds more length. I think PJ is the best defender on this team. So, um, that's my New Year's resolution for PJ. That's call a me by positive resolution call from me his fellow Gamecock over here. But I'm just saying, like, they got to give this man a chance. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. PJ has been good. Um, I He could be better. Uh, I, I There was a few turnovers last mm-hmm. game that you're like, oh, come on, PJ. And he just makes a couple of mistakes, you know, right. that I think frustrate the rest of the team. But with more time on the floor, he could avoid those. Yes. For sure. Next up on the list. Jamichael Green. Hard to I gave you a tough one, Liv, with Jamichael because he's not played any regular season games. Yeah. yeah. So what I said about him was once he's healthy, I think that 
the Nuggets can really benefit from having Green in rotation. I really believe that. Um, he's got a really specific role of offensive rebounds and three-point shots. And I think that's something that the Nuggets could really use a lot of in rotation. He may not be the superstar, but he's going to be helpful. Uh, my biggest thing for him is, he is coming from another team. Um, so 2021 study, study what nuggets do that Clippers don't. This is a whole new program, a whole new team with a whole new chemistry. He needs to almost take that rookie role of just sitting back and just observing, um, be an observer, figure out how you can play a role in this new team. Cause how you did it for the Clippers may be different than how you do it now for the nuggets. So my biggest thing is once he's healthy, I think he'll be huge for this team. Um, however, he just needs to in the time. It's kind of nice that he's not playing right now because this is a great opportunity for him to just sit back and watch and learn the chemistry of this program and figure out kind of where he, which, which puzzle piece is he to this big puzzle. That's kind of my biggest thing for him is just learn, just sit back and learn. Yeah. Yeah. It actually is kind of a benefit for him, especially because Millsap is on the floor right now and he's playing pretty well. He can kind of follow what Millsap's doing and Green isn't a rookie. He's a veteran too. So when he comes in the game, he can hopefully keep, hold that veteran presence. So I oh, like that at, very much for uh, Jamichael Green. Next on the list was Isaiah Hartenstein, I think, or Hartenstein. Like, you said what a name. <laughs> That's how the guy the like, Stein in there. Like, I don't think there's a sh in there. I seriously have heard like three people say I, it that way. I think it's Hartenstein. You said it too. I, I listened to that guy too much. The shush in there, it really does. <laughs> um, mine for Hartenstein was the same as, um, similar to Jermichael Green, right? In the sense of studying. I want him to read more. That would be his New Year's resolution. Read more. Read the board more, most importantly. Um, he's been huge on the boards for the Nuggets. I think that he's probably going to get a minutes increase pretty soon if he doesn't already get one tonight. Um, He's been really, really effective, and he's exactly the type of uh, player that Malone likes to coach. So it, if he could just continue to read the board more, that's like really all we need him to do out there. You don't have to worry about scoring. You don't have to worry about necessarily even being the most important defender on the floor. Just rebound. Do not let anybody get second chance points and get the ball out to Jokic for the offensive transition. Um, that would be my biggest hope for Hartenstein. <laughs> <laughs> um next new year's resolution on the list is going to riley with facundo Campaso. Mm. riley's not his biggest fan oh, i feel like the whole i like facundo <laughs> i do i mostly like saying his name because i sound like i could take another like facundo yes, yes but facundo uh, there's a i had i have like a multiple new year's resolution <laughs> for each of these guys but for facundo i have to learn English better because I'm struggling to understand what he says in the post-game conference very much. And I don't know. I mean, I know it's hard because he's in America and, but still, I just, I need the English a little bit, but I think the biggest thing for him is to gain more confidence. Um, I think he needs to have more faith in himself because right now he's going out there and it looks like he's very insecure in his guard play and doesn't know what he's doing, but He's one of the smartest guys on the court, and he needs to believe that. So I think for him, showing that confidence, being confident, and showing just be Facundo from all of his years of playing, just be himself and go out there and play, and I think that should be his New Year's resolution. Yeah, he's had a few shots that have fallen short, especially like from the three-point range. It looks really short, and so I would agree his confidence needs that boost. So maybe if he... Maybe he can, Jamal can do the visualizing together. <laughs> you know, he can visualize himself seven feet tall too. Yeah. Um, Cause that probably would help him feel a little bit more confident. Next on the list was a Greg Winnington, who I just had as eat your veggies, Greg, like make sure you're eating your veggies. I don't like that. He's already injured. It makes me concerned. I don't like ever when you get a young guy who's already kind of facing injury. Um, obviously he was a role, he's a role player on this team and it's not like the team is going to need him if um, because they're so deep. Right. But 
in case something were to happen to somebody, we would want to have him hopefully healthy and, and able to run a few sets with the team before like he's actually needed in a game time situation. So eat your veggies, Greg, get better. Hopefully you heal up quickly. Um, next on the list was going to, is going to be, let's go. Sorry, Riley. We're going to go back to you. Riley had a couple extra and I had a couple extra because we didn't want to give you too many live. Perfect. Since you're not regular on the podcast, but Riley, uh, why don't you give us Zeke's? What do you think for Zeke Najee? What should his new year's resolution be? Well, I really like Zeke Najee and my new year's resolution to him is to convince coach Malone to just give him a chance because in the preseason, every time he came in there, he made the most out of every minute he played and he made his presence known, either that be getting physical, knocking down mid-range shots or playing good defense. And honestly, at this point, what do we get to lose by giving him a chance and seeing it now? So that's my new year's resolution for Zeke. Yeah, he needs to stop playing small, right? Like yeah. don't play small, Zeke, you're not a small guy. You, yeah. You're loud, you know, and, and that's the kind of play that'll get him more minutes. That's what Hartenstein's been doing and it's working out well for him. All right, next up on the list is Marcus Howard. Liv, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize I gave you so many hard ones. No, you're fine. <laughs> Trade uh, RJ if you want RJ. No, you're fine. No, he's, um, this guy, he's, he's a shooter. Uh, with that, I've dated one before, can come a little bit of a get me the ball mentality. I want to shoot. Give me the ball. Like, I want to play. Do kind of that go get him attitude which is great. Um, I mean, this is a guy who was all American leading score at Marquette. He was averaging like eight, three points, eight, eight, three point shots a game. He's a shooter. He's good. Um, he's young. <laughs> that can also be a really, really hard thing. He's young. So my new year's resolution to this guy is find a buddy, an older buddy, find a leader on this team that can kind of be your mentor, um, and say, Hey, you've got a lot of talent, but like college talent's a little different than what we're working with here. And just because you were a hot shot in college, I think that's really a hard transition when you're a young player going into the NBA is yes, you were good where you came from, but we were all good where we came from. So <laughs> get a mentor, learn how we do things. You may need to just sit back and watch for a little bit and you got to be okay with that. So um, I think he's going to be great. He just maybe needs a couple years to just learn the ropes, um, find a buddy, get a mentor. That was my big new year's resolution for him. Yes. I love it. Yeah. I agree. Marcus Howard has a lot of great potential. He'll just need some guidance and lucky for him. He's got Will Barton in this locker room with nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll get to have at least a couple good uh, options for mentors. Um, Bull Bull was next for me. Uh, my new year's resolution for Bull Bull is to live life to his its fullest. Like every day I need every minute for Bull Bull to be out when he, he only is getting like five minutes on the floor anyways. So for every one of those five minutes, he's out there, shoot that ball. Like, like as many times as you can block the, the shot as many times as you can. I just want him to just showcase what he can in those five minutes. And I think right now he's thinking, Oh, I'm going to be out here for 10 minutes. And he's trying to like get into the groove. And then he doesn't get to stay for 10 minutes because he messes up so much in the first five. Just live your life to the fullest bowl. Everyone in Denver loves you. I think everyone in the world loves Bull Bull. Like he has a massive following for somebody who's played very few minutes in the NBA. Um, and I think he'll just, it'll just come to him when it, when he relaxes and starts to enjoy it because he has everything. He's got the whole package. A uh, quick update for you guys. The Kings are now favored by one. The line minus one favoring the Kings and the over under, is it 226? I'm not sure where it started, but 226 for the, for the total so. where it started. I'm pretty sure. So didn't move by a ton. I mean, kind of real, I moved kind of where we thought it would, but yeah. so you may have a chance. They're only favored by one. There's still a chance. Yeah. I don't think Nuggets should give up. I honestly think Nuggets will crank it up even more now that they know that they have, they've, they're missing one of their key players and they've lost to the Kings before. So I, my gut is saying, I still feel like the Nuggets are going to cover the spread. I yeah, and in I really do. I really think the Nuggets will still win, honestly. And in comparison to yesterday's game where you had both superstars sitting out for the Kings, in this game, you still have two other stars or two other big offensive production guys on the Nuggets team still playing. So while you do miss out on Jamal, maybe the rest of the team steps up, like you were saying, Liv. 
I hope so. <laughs> I hope Riley so. too, because she put <laughs> 50 bucks down. I haven't even placed mine yet, so I'm really, really hoping for her sake. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm hoping now I'll get the Nuggets at a better line, at a better, um, yeah, better odds. So last two guys on the list for New Year's resolutions, Vladko Chanchar. Mm. Great fashion sense, not Riley's favorite guy on the team. Definitely my least favorite member of this team. He's Jokic's best friend. It means nothing to me. (laughs) (laughs) Vlako's New Year's resolution is to step up and realize that he's not worthy of an NBA roster spot. And to give it to someone who could actually help this team. (laughs) Wow. Throwing down the gauntlet. We all need a little bit of, we all need a friend like that. That'll just tell (laughs) exactly what we need to hear. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to hear it to realize it. Absolutely. There's, this is the guy, like he comes in there and I'm like, there's no way this dude's in the NBA. Like I played pickup ball with people 10 times better than this dude. Like how many times have we seen him miss a layup? How many times have we just seen him just trotting down? The, like, what is happening? I'm just honestly confused. But <laughs> <laughs> that's my New Year's resolution for Vladko. Yeah, I definitely think Vladko has needs to make more of his time on the floor, right? He needs to make a bigger impression if he's going to be out there. Otherwise, he's just going to be getting garbage minutes, which he got last season anyways. So um lastly is rj hampton who is one of the fastest players i've ever seen run on the floor he reminds me of this girl i played with in high school named wendy she would just whirling dervish is what i would call her like she just ran through the floor and you're like i don't know if you're in control or not but um she would either get fouled or get us a bucket so i was down for it um rj i want him to spend more time with his friends and family And by that, I mean, with the guys in the units that he's running with, he's so fast that like he needs to get, create some chemistry with those guys so that they realize where he's going to be and how quick he's going to be there, where he needs them to be. Cause the ball's usually in his hand and he shouldn't be the first guy up the floor if the ball's in his hand, but he has been the couple of times he's been in the game. So if he spends some time with his friends and family, build some chemistry with those guys in his unit, hopefully that will be as lethal as it seems like it could be because every single unit we've talked about has had some really good, like Marcus Howard, you got RJ, you got um, in that second unit, Monte Morris and PJ Dozier, you have like lethal guys in each round. So hopefully the Nuggets figure out this chemistry and move into the new year cleansed and free of 2020 vibes because it has been a year, although it's been a good one for the Nuggets. I I, I have to say, I love, I love this team. I love the, I mean, I just, they're so fun to watch and after their story and kind of just how they came about last season, I don't know how you can't love them. I really don't. Um, If you're an OG Nuggets fan from the original logo, I think you're just a happy person right now because you're seeing the Nuggets in a whole new light. You know, these, the people that are just getting on board, welcome. Uh, but this, this team has come a long way. We've got a lot of hot shots that have come and gone through this program, but I feel like they finally have like a, a franchise team. I don't know. It just feels really good. And I just, I love watching them play. I really do. Yeah. Well, the only thing that could ruin it is the fact that we can't watch them play on Comcast. If you're a Comcast subscriber, it's been kind of hard for the nuggets. I really think they're missing out on expanding this fan base when they can't be watched on television. Um, because like you said, Liv, like we've been waiting, those of us who have been a fan for a long time, we've been waiting and waiting for this to happen. And now it's finally happening and it, we can't watch it. That's crazy. I know. I, it's funny you say that. I just, we just got this freaking new, my parents got this new freaking most advanced television. You can do so many things with this thing. It's not even funny, except turn the damn nuggets on. I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> how much was this piece of you know, equipment that we can't even watch the Nuggets, but I saw the logo in the background and I'm like, oh, the OG Nuggets logo. You got to love seeing it. I mean, you really do. It's so great. It is the best. Well, I really appreciate you guys joining me for today's pod. And of course, yeah, no, thank you, Liv, for so much for joining and, and talking betting with us. It's really fun. We love talking betting with other women, especially, you know, we got to be we're smart. That's what we we're trying, telling the guys the other day. Of course, women are in sports betting. We're the smartest ones. Come on. Right, right. I agree. <laughs> um, you can check out everything Liv is doing at Liv Moods, right? At Liv Moods. That's where I'm at. 
And Riley, tell them where you can check out all your work. Just at Riley Billard, but O'Reilly Auto Parts, where you spell Riley? Yeah. Without the O. O'Reilly, spell it like O'Reilly Auto Parts without the O. And I'm, of course, at Vita Viva Diva on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks for listening, guys, and happy new year. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.